Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. Okay, everybody's looking at me like, yes, um, I've been gone. I'm telling you, I've got Africa brain right now. Um, but if you are not involved in a connect group, we say we're better together. We mean it. Um, I am in a connect group. Uh, it's not because um, I just need to since I'm the pastor. I need to because I'm the pastor. But I want to make sure that I am living what I'm preaching. And one thing we truly believe is we're better together. Um, there's, you may not say, you may be in the place where you're like, well, I don't need any more friends, but somebody may need you as a friend. And so I just really encourage all of us here, if you're not involved in a connect group, get involved in one. We're getting ready to kick them off. We have our connect group kickoff next week. The alpha group, if you're new to, to, to the faith, or maybe you've just got a lot of questions about what do I do? Where do I go from here? And, and you just don't know how to live this Christian walk out. It's a perfect connect group for you. Um, but we've got something for everyone. Find your place. I can't find your place for you. That's something you you've got to do. Find your place and let's do life together. Today we're in fundamentals. And it's funny to me, as my youngest daughter is playing basketball, um, she has two practices a week for about two hours that is literally just fundamentals. It's all dribbling, it's all passing, it's all shooting. Um, because by the time she gets to mid-high, by the time she gets to high school, um, they're not, the coaches aren't gonna be like, okay girls, let's see how well you dribble, right? They're not gonna be like, let's see how well you can shoot, you need to have the right form, let's see how well you can pass. No, 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 that time has gone away. You can either shoot, you can either pass, you can either dribble, or you can't. And if you can't, if you can't do the fundamental things, that means you're not a really good basketball player, right? Some of you have been watching the NBA and you're like, I would disagree with you right now. Um, but here's the deal. So, like, I, the, the big thing is now to be all showy and flashy, right? Like, I've, I've had kids that come up to me now and like, hey, can you still dunk? I'm like, I'm 42 years old. My knees and my back hurt. No, I can't dunk. I know that I can touch the rim straight on my feet. I, I know, but it hurts, you know, and they're like, I can dunk so well. I'm like, but how can you dribble? How, how good are you at dribbling? How good are you at passing? How good are you at shooting? Because you can look good, but not be good, right? You, you can look the part. I, I, can, I can wear an OU coach's shirt today. I almost did it, but some of you OSU fans would be so disgusted, you couldn't even listen to me. So I was like, it's not worth making people throw up in church. Um, but I could wear an OU coach's shirt. I could look the part, but it doesn't mean I'm OU coach. Thank God, right? 
Some of, some of you are like, I wish you were. I'm just telling you, there's no way. It doesn't mean I'm an OU coach just because I looked. I may look good, but it doesn't mean that I am good. And if we're not careful as followers of Christ and as a church, if we get away from the fundamental things, and one thing I realize about us as followers of Christ is that sometimes we complicate this whole following Jesus thing when it's not complicated at all. Really. And, and if we're not careful, you and I, we can get away from the fundamental things. And we can look good, right? We can, we can look good as a follower of Christ. We can look good as a church, but we can be all look and not actually be good and not actually be doing good. So this series is all about us coming back and making sure we've got the fundamental things down. Some, some of you are going to be like, oh, I've heard this before, but you haven't heard it like this. Um, and so um, we're kind of going, and this isn't just, this is how you read your Bible. This is how you pray. We're, we're going to hit some of that, but not all of that. It's going to be some of our vision, but not all of our vision. Um, but today I want to talk to you simply from the text of Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 and 39. And it is the number one fundamental thing after loving God that we've got to be about. Matthew 22, verse 37 through 39 says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you weren't here when my friend Sean Rainey talked about who is your neighbor and loving your neighbor, you need to go back and listen to the podcast or watch the video. It was a great, great sermon. Here's the deal. We can get really focused on the first commandment, living the first commandment out, loving God, loving God, loving God. And it's huge. If you don't love God, you really don't have a relationship with God and you're missing out what Christianity is about. But Jesus said this. This isn't my words. This were his words. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Not, not kind of important or on down the list of when you get around to it, right? He says, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And some of us, maybe we're like, well, I just don't love myself very well, right? <laughs> I'm just not very good at loving myself. But, but here's what I want us to understand from this text, and it, it's, it's, it's so fundamental, <laughs> So easy. Loving God means loving people. Loving God means loving people. Loving people. Let me say this for all you non-people persons. Loving people. One of the ways we sound this, say this is also is this way. Found people, find people. Man, the reason we are found people that find people is because we love people. Otherwise, we're just going to leave them lost, right? <laughs> what I know is this. As your pastor, I, I love people. I truly love people. Um, my wife, Casey, could tell you that my love for people exhausts her at some times. Um, I, am a, I like being around people. And um, one thing I am passionate about 
And it's because of the way I was raised and way I kind of grew up. I'm not of my parents' fault, just the, my awkwardness of mid-high. Man, I sat alone on the bus. There was times I sat on the floor on the bus because nobody was going to make a place for me. I sat at the lunch table alone. And when I got to high school and I shaved my mullet and I got rid of my tinted glasses and my braces and all the rubber bands and headgear and all the, I just was like, hey, this ain't making me happy at all. I might as well just be me, right? And I started being me and all of a sudden I started having all these friends and uh, just life was completely, totally different. I never forgot how it felt to be alone. And I got to tell you, it has left a good impression on me that man, as a pastor, as the head of this church, I'm passionate about when people come in here, they've got a place to belong. They don't have to fit in with us. They fit in because they're here, because they've walked into this door. No matter their background, no matter where they're at in life, that when they come into this place, they don't have to try to fit in. You just fit in because you walk in the door. It doesn't matter your religious background. It does. I, we have had more Catholics come in lately, and I'm like, are you sure all the Catholics want, and they're like, I love it. I'm like, I love that you're here, you know? I'm just saying, I'm not the Pope, in case you're wondering. I, I'm, I'm, I'm close. I'm working on a Pope mobile, but I'm not quite there yet. All right? I, but, but here's why I'm saying this. I want to make sure we're a place, we're a church that simply doesn't get away from loving people. One of the reasons I stay in the lobby before and after service isn't because I read it in a, in a strategic growth book for churches. It's because I love people. I want to I sit there. I want to interact with people that if you want to meet me, you're going to have a chance to meet me. I don't know why you'd want to meet me, but if you want to meet me, come on up. It gets uglier up close, but come on. Come with it. But... One thing I understand is that if we, if, we really, if we really love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind and strength, then that translates and that equals to us loving people, to us simply loving people. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 11 says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. If you don't love people, then you don't know God. Verse 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. I, I love that verse, the way John puts it. We, we sure, surely, surely, like, like we ought to love each other. Other. And, and, and here's what I, I truly believe happens, is that we get busy existing with people instead of loving people. We, we get busy just kind of doing life around people, and we're there, and we're existing, but we're not truly loving 
people, we're great at existing and coexisting and, and, and you know, not, not but, but we're not truly engaged in loving people because here's the truth about love. Love allows itself to be interrupted. Love allows itself to be disturbed. That means when you love people, there's interruptions to your schedule, right? I know this is true of Cindy Nussbaum and her kids and grandkids, okay? Cindy is, has got wonderful kids, and she's got a slew of grandkids all of a sudden, and she thinks, man, I'm going to lay out by the pool today and relax, and one of her kids say, Mom, I need somebody to watch my kid. Cindy doesn't say, well, good luck with that. Take them to polywogs. It's like an hourly fee there. No, no, no. She lets her day, she lets her schedule be interrupted. Why? Because she loves her people. Can I tell you, love allows itself to be interrupted. You allow your kids, even though it drives you a little bit crazy, moms and dads, you allow your kids to interrupt. When they come and wake you up in the middle of the night and they're sick, you don't go, just suck it up and deal with it, you little three-year-old. You know, you don't, no. Maybe the dad, the dad says, go, go, go over to mom's side, you know. <laughs> go over to mom's side. But no, you allow your sleep to be, why? Because you love them. And here's the deal, is that you and I are called to love other people, to allow your comfort zones to be interrupted, to allow your schedules, your to-do list, to get, to, and all you type A personalities, like you just are messing with my to-do list and I'm writing it right now. Stop writing your to-do list in church, stop. Love doesn't just exist with people, but man, it allows itself to be interrupted because you love them. Love isn't something that is just possessed, but it's something that is expressed, right? It's not something that we just have for people. Like I could say, well, I love Casey. I, I have love for Casey, but if I'm not expressing that love, it's not doing any good. And a lot of us, what I am understanding is there's two types of people. We're either a pusher or a puller. And if you are loving people, you are pulling people to you. You are pulling people into your world. You are pulling people into your schedule. You are pulling people into your lives. But if you're not loving people, you are a pusher of people, right? You're like, hey, let Let's, let's have this relationship. You like distant relationships, right? Like, you're like, let's email about this. Um, here, I'm, no, I don't give my cell phone out to anyone. Here's my email. And you give them a fake email. I've done it. Don't lie. Um, and, and you just say, ah, I'm just, I, and if you're a pusher, there's always a reason. And, and here's what the two reasons I hear most is, well, I'm just not a people person. Right? I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a people person. What's well, an easy cop-out for not loving? I'm just, I just don't like people. I work for two pastors who said they don't like people. I'm like, what? Like at the youth, like one, one I was like, are you kidding me? And it, that didn't go over real well. Um, but I, I worked with two pastors who were like, I, I don't like people. I, I'm just, I'm, hear me. I'm not telling you that if you're an introvert, you're going to become an extrovert all of a sudden, and that you've got to be an extrovert to love people. That's not this message. But what this message is, is saying this, don't excuse your lack of loving people by saying, I'm not a people person. We're all called to be people persons. We're all called to love 
other people just like we love God. And you've got to find out how do you do it in your unique way? How, how do you do it in the way that God has called you? Because the way you're going to show love is different than the way that I'm going to show love. The way my wife shows love to me and the way I show love to my wife are two completely different ways. And she's, I'm like, I'm like wanting to play and do stuff. And she's like, no, let's sit and cuddle. That's love. I'm like, that's lame. You know, um, there's, you got to figure out the way that God has called you and put you together to show love. The other thing is this, well, I've been hurt by others. I bet when we push people, we say, well, I've just been hurt by other people. And I got to tell you, welcome to the club, <laughs> right? People are going to hurt you and people are going to talk about you. They're going to stab you in the back. But what I believe God has called us to be are frog kissers. Man, sometimes you guys are called to kiss the frogs and tell a prince or a princess, okay, guys, um, come out of that frog. There's value in kissing toads, man. And God has called you to be a frog kisser. He's called you to go after the ugly people, the not so nice people, and to still love on those people. And you're going to get hurt, and there's going to be warts that pop up on you sometimes. You're like, ah, I didn't want this. But you can't allow past hurt to keep you from engaging in love. Because I'm convinced. We always talk about churches and, and uh, man, just churches in general. I need to not go off on a tangent here. Talk about, well, all the laws that are passed are going to destroy our churches. The Supreme Court's going to destroy our church. Whatever judge gets onto the court's going to destroy our church. The atheists are going to destroy our church. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm convinced an atheist is not going to destroy the church that Jesus Christ started. Right? The laws that this government passes or don't pass isn't going to destroy the church that Jesus Christ built. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not stand against it. Can I tell you the most destructive thing to the church is when you and I get complacent and lazy and we don't do what he's called us to do. Amen. That's the truth. And we can't become a church that doesn't love that doesn't, that starts existing instead of really loving people. The Bible says this in John 13, verse 34 through 35. So now I'm giving you a new command, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Let's read that verse one more time. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples disciples. What was the proof that you were Jesus' disciples? That you loved one another. It wasn't that you listened to KXOJ and listened to worship music only, right? It, it, it wasn't that you went to Bible college. It wasn't that you wear a Foundations Church, Foundations Church t-shirt. It wasn't, it wasn't any of these things. It wasn't that you didn't go to certain places or you went to certain places. No, 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 no. The proof that you are his disciples is that you love one another. And here's the crazy thing to me about this verse is that he's still speaking this while Judas and Peter are still disciples. Jesus knew what Judas was going to do. He knew he was going to betray him. He knew Peter was going to deny him. And he said, man, you got to love each other because I'm still choosing to love you. 
People are going to burn you, but are you still willing to love your Judas? Romans 12, 10, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And guys, especially us men, many of us, we try to outdo one another in cutting each other down instead of being people that try to show one another honor. It's true. That's not what the Bible has called us to do. Then it says, outdo one another in showing one another and showing honor to one another. That, that's the life that you and I are called to do. So with this understanding, here's what I would tell you is that you've got to love people not like you, that don't like you, and that you don't like. Let me read that one more time. You've got to love people not like you, that don't like you, and that you just don't like. Can I tell you, there are people I just don't like. Right? There's people that don't like me. I know that's shocking, but there are people that don't like me. There's people that don't like you, and maybe there's not even a good reason for it, or maybe they've got really good reasons for it. Some of you are like, oh no, they got a reason to not like me. They got a good reason. But God's called us this way. Jesus called us this way, to love people that aren't like you, that don't like you, and that you don't like. On Facebook, when, when somebody's on my nerves on Facebook, on social media, and, and I'm like, I, I see their posts, I'm like, okay, I get it. You have a hash brown blessed life. You know, I get it. You like wine. I get it. You're into health and fitness. I, I get it. I get it enough, you know? Like, I, I'm like, oh, you know, my temptation, or they post something that I'm just totally against, and I'm like, how, how, how can you believe that and still, I, I just don't, and I, here's what I want to do. I want to hide them right? I'm just like, I'm going to block them. They'll never know. And I don't have to follow their stupidity any longer, right? You know, you feel that way too. It just got real quiet. Wow. I hope he didn't block me. Um, but here's the deal. God is challenging me this year. So it's just happened recently. <laughs> Love those people. Re reach out to those people who get on your nerves, Justin. Imagine yourself in their situation. Imagine what's brought them to where they are and love those people. Don't love people who are easy to love. Don't just love people who, are, who think like you, who vote like you, who watches the same TV network or for news like you, right? Let's, we're fleshing it out here today. But love people not like you what God's called us to do. It says this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 48, out of the message. I love the way the message reads. It says, you're familiar with the old written law. Love your friend and its unwritten companion. Hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, responds with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, to everyone. Regardless, the good and bad, the nice and nasty, if all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. 
If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, I love this. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. With this text in mind, who do you need to love? Because I, I got to be honest, there's times where I'm just really good at loving the easy people. The people that it's easy to love, right? The people that it's easy to get along with. The people that it's just like, man, they make life so much better with it in it, and it's easy to love them. But there's going to be people that are your enemies, and this is what Jesus is saying. Don't just love those that love you. Love your enemies. Love people that aren't like you. Love people that don't like you, and love people that you don't like. That's who God is calling us to love, and you can't do that under your own power. That only happens when you start working out of your true self, your God-created identity self, and you start letting love become the fruit of the Spirit, and you start living out of your Spirit-led nature instead of your self-nature. God's called us to love others, those that have hurt you, those that have talked about you, instead of you talking back to them, man, start learning to love them and pray for them. That's not, it's not my great idea. This is what the Bible says. Love them and pray for them. Keep loving them. It's going to hurt. You're, you're, some of you are sitting there like going, what? Are you serious right now, Justin? Like, are you serious, Clark? Is this, is this for real right now? I'm for real. The Bible says, what? This is one of those moments. In fact, it says this in 1 John 4, 20 and 21 out of the message. If anyone boasts, I love God and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he's a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You got to love both. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. This is fundamental. Man, this is huge for the church. And if we're going to be the church that continues to change the world, man, when you read the book of Acts and it was changing the world, they weren't just inviting other people like them. They were inviting people that... Anybody that would listen, anybody that wanted to come, they weren't pre-qualifying people to come to church, to come to Jesus, to come to, to be a part of it. Man, they were just inviting anyone and everyone that wanted to come. If the church is going to be the change of the culture, man, we first got to love people before we go and find people. We got to love people before we invite people. Some of us were inviting people to church and they're like, you go to church? Are you serious right now? Right? We got to love people so that we will go and find people. And with this being said, I, I want this last point to be a declaration. I don't, I don't want it to be a, this isn't a point. This is a declaration for us as Foundation Church. All who enter here will find love. As Foundation Church, this is <coughs> something I'm declaring as a pastor. Man, all who enter here in this place We'll find love. This past week when we were coming home from Africa, we stopped in Nairobi 
and went to an orphanage that cares for little children who um, have been abandoned. <coughs> Most of them have HIV, or excuse me, yeah, um, have HIV, and they've got no body to take care of them. They're newborns, and as we're coming into this place, <coughs> the moms, the, the ladies there, <coughs> excuse me, I just received a new child. And while they're praying for him, I see this banner, there's a picture of it on the wall, and it just simply says, all who enter here will find love. I know it's a horrible picture. You weren't supposed to take pictures inside, but I had to. And I was like, I'm not taking a picture of a kid. I'm sure it'll be all right. Click, and I put it right back in my pocket, right? And here's what I love about this place, this, this orphanage, is that the kids that come in start getting nutrition, the kids that come in uh, receive prayer. The kids that come in receive love. And they have a 90% turnover rate of those kids getting better. I, I don't know how they're starting to get medicines, they're starting to get nutrition, but can I tell you what I really think it is? When we walked in, these ladies, they're not their mamas, but they might as well be. These 20 or so ladies have this new baby when we walk, we walk in. And I mean, this, this wrecked me and Casey. And they've got this baby who's been neglected and abandoned, who has HIV, and these ladies are praying. They're praying out loud. They're praying over this child. They're praying every blessing, every promise of God over this child, and they're just holding them. And these ladies are agreeing in prayer. I mean, there's just this roar. And when the lady, is, the, the, the lady that was praying, when they would pray and there was a pause or she would say something good, they'd go, mmm, all of them together. And so I started just, mmm, with them because, I mean, it was good. So I was just, mmm, mm. I mean, it was this moment. And she gets done saying amen, and they pray over these. And I look at Casey, her eyes are watering, my eyes are watering, somebody's cutting onions right next to us, apparently. Um, and I was just like, man, this is this is insane, but as I look back and I see this little banner that says, all who enter here will find love, it clicked. When that baby came in, they weren't talking about its predicament, right? They didn't, oh, we've got another burden, we've got another baby we've got to take care of. No, it wasn't that. This baby had little to offer, but needed much. And these women didn't talk about the daddy, didn't talk about the mama, didn't talk about the background, didn't talk, there weren't whispers about this baby, there weren't rumors going around to all the other babies, stay away from this baby because it's a new baby and we don't, we don't know what it's been touching, we don't know what it's, no, 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 no. When that baby came in, it was loved. It was prayed for. It was spoken life over. And it was a picture of this has got to be the church. When people come in, man, whether they're homeless, let all the homeless that come into this place find love. Man, when the adulterer comes in, let every adulterer that comes in, let them not find judgment. Instead, let them enter here and let them find love. Let those who have made a mess of their life, when they walk into this place, let all who enter in here find love. Let the person who is white, let the person who is black, let the person who is brown or yellow or any color or any race, let them find love and acceptance and prayer. 
let decisions that have ended in a train wreck, let them walk in and let them not be whispered about, let them not be rumored about, but let them come in and find prayer and love in this place. Let people who walk into this place and they're from a different lifestyle, they're from a different thing, they're from a different nation, a different upbringing than you were, man, let them come in and let us not judge people, let us love people. I know what some of you are thinking, you're saying, Justin, are you going to say that we just don't speak truth? No, we will always speak truth. We will always preach the Bible, but church, our first foremost job is to preach love, to show love, and to extend love, and let God do the rest of it all. Let all who enter into this place find love. And here's the thing. It's not enough for your pastoral staff to do it. This is what I love about Foundations Church. You know why Foundations Church is growing? It's not because of the amazing messages. Amen. Um, It's not. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's not because of the incredible worship team. It's not because of the incredible children's ministry. It's not because of the incredible youth ministry or the incredible connect groups or all the other things. It, it, it's part of that, but it's because of the incredible people. Amen. It's because of you that are here. You are being the church that God has called us to be. And my charge to you is to keep pushing you, is to keep saying, let's not become internal. Well, let's stay outward focused. Let's make sure all who enter here find love. I close with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through 3, it says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but don't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Foundation Church, we can build 50 churches in Africa, but if we don't love, we've accomplished nothing. We can exist, we're celebrating 10 years in about a month from now, we can exist for 15, we can exist for 25 years, but if we don't love, we've done nothing. Man, we can give, we can serve, we can, but if we don't, Simply love others. If we get away from the fundamentals of not just loving God, but loving others, we've accomplished nothing. So let this be our statement. Let this be our focus. All who enter here will find love. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness to us. Because, Lord, all of us, at some point, at some time, we were lost. Lord, at some point, some time, we were a mess. And Lord, you found us. And so, God, I pray that in this place, that, man, we would have a heart for people. Lord, an awakening for people. Because, Lord, I'm just convinced people are looking for change, and they don't know how to find it. And, Lord, we we know that you have great things in store for people. We know the community that we enjoy here at Foundations Church, and Lord, I pray that we wouldn't just possess love, but we would express it, that we wouldn't just exist with people, but man, we would go and love other people because loving you means loving 
people. God, that we would be the found that go and find. Lord, that we would invest in people. Lord, that may mean it disrupts what service we go to. It may mean that we have to bribe them to lunch. It may mean, God, Jesus, that we have to do all these. But Lord, I pray that we, you would reawaken our heart to loving people because it's so easy to get away from. It's so easy just to get busy. And so, Lord, I pray that we wouldn't get busy, that we wouldn't get complacent. But we would stay focused, not just on the first commandment that you gave us, to love you, but to love others. So the Lord, that everyone that comes in, the ones that are like us and the ones that aren't like us, the ones that don't like us and the ones that we don't like, Lord, our friends, our family, Lord, that they would find you and they would find love. And this would always be a place where the lost become found. Lord, we love you and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. With heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. And I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you that chance. You may be here and maybe you've, you've just drifted away from him and you say, Justin, I just need to come back to the Lord. I just need to recommit my life to him because I've gotten far away from him. I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here this morning? You say, Justin, that's me. There's one hand. Is there anyone else? You join this one person. Yeah, I see your hand. There's two hands. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. And you say, Justin, that's me today. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's, that's me. And I want to join these two hands before we go any further in service. Man, don't miss this moment. If that's you, make the most important decision you'll ever make. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I ask for your grace and love to enter my life. God, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these two individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. Hey, if you raise your hand, do this for us. Um, if you've got questions about how do you live this whole thing out, stop by our Connect Center. It's a bright green room in the lobby, or if this is your first time at Foundation. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a Connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. Oh,